Welcome to the Husband Material Podcast, where we help Christian men quit pornography. So you can change your brain, heal your heart, and save your relationship. My name is Drew Boa, and I'm here to show you how. Let's go. Hey everyone, today we are talking about how to process your past. And I know this is a huge topic. We are not going to cover everything today. I will not share with you everything I know about how to process your past. Instead, I'm going to share one small shift that has changed my life personally and that helps my clients so much when we are in an appointment and we're processing some of those early childhood experiences at the root of your struggle with pornography, this one shift makes a huge difference. So I'm going to teach you, and it's actually one word. I just want you to take away from this entire episode one word. And before we get into it, I want to read some of your words in the reviews that you guys have been leaving on iTunes. Beloved Son 2017 says, Drew encourages men who struggle with porn to move beyond the warfare mentality that tries to beat lust by white-knuckling it. He pushes listeners to address the underlying issues, heal from past wounds, and grow into maturity and wholeness grounded in the unconditional love of Christ. Thank you so much for those kind words. And for everyone else listening, if this podcast has been helping you heal from porn, go leave a review. Let's promote this show together. And it would mean the world to me. All right, you're ready to dive in? How to process your past. When I'm working with men one-on-one in the Husband Material Coaching Program, there is one word that bothers me more than any other, and I hear it frequently, especially when we are going into the stories that have shaped you, the stories of woundedness, the stories of trauma, the stories of powerlessness and abuse and abandonment that so many of us are just not in touch with. We don't even realize the depth of what we've suffered. Well, when you go into those experiences, there's one word that I hear people use all the time, and it's the word, but. Yeah, I really struggled in middle school, but God was working in it and he used that to bring me to Jesus. That's true. Both of those things are true. The problem is there's a but right in the middle of it. There's a big, ugly word invalidating the pain and the suffering. So when you use the word but, you are saying, okay, what comes after this word? Like what I'm about to say is more important than what came before. And in some ways, it's invalidating what came before. So for example, my parents never gave me any guidance around sexuality. It was a taboo topic in our house. But I knew that they loved me and they were doing their best. Okay, those two things are both completely true. Why are we invalidating the first one and preferring the second one? Your parents loved you, yes. And... They didn't teach you about sex and they didn't give you any guidance and it was not okay to talk about. And so it was setting you up to struggle. Yes, your parents loved you. If they loved you, I'm sure they did. All parents love their children and all children love their parents to some degree. We can't help it. And they harmed you. They're sinful people who have been sinned against and who sin just like we do. And we hurt each other. That's how life works. That's how families work. That's how marriages work. We're like porcupines. When we get close to each other, you get hurt. (laughs) Um, It's the porcupine's dilemma, as I once read in an article in college. The point is this, people. 
You don't have to use the word but. You don't have to throw in an ugly but every time you're trying to talk about your experiences that have been painful and difficult and wounding. You can use the word and. The word and validates what I said before the word and what I said after the word. So for example, middle school was hell for me when I was going through puberty and God used that experience to show me I needed Jesus. That's my personal story. Both of those are true. The spiritual story, it it can be used as a cover-up for the suffering and the pain. And then we become divided. What we need is this tolerance for ambiguity to know that there is deep sorrow here. And that sorrow doesn't need to be spiritualized. It doesn't need to be solved by an easy answer of, oh, well, God works all things for good. My friend, if you want to heal at a deep level, you need to learn how to use the word and instead of but when you're processing your past. And you can even do this on the specific ways that porn has affected you. You can say, yeah, porn was destroying my life and it gave me a way out, an escape from the reality I was in. Rather than saying, I hate porn, but I love it so much, but I hate it. You can say, there are parts of it that I absolutely despise. And there are parts of it that I love. This is a mature perspective. You you need to do some work in order to get here, but not just to curse pornography for the ways that it has harmed you, also to bless it for the ways that it provided goodness and beauty. Even though that beauty is tainted and twisted, it gave your heart something it needed. And that needs to be acknowledged. When you're processing your past, the temptation will always be to treat pornography or whatever your unwanted sexual behavior is with contempt. And ultimately to treat yourself with contempt, to hate yourself for what you've done, for where you've been, for who you are, for what you're attracted to, for your inability to stop using pornography, to hate yourself, and to minimize, deny, and ignore the depth of how much you were hurt by other people, particularly in your family. And if you want to unlock greater levels of healing as you process your past, stop putting the word but all over the place. It's gross. It's a gross word. And what it does is it invalidates your emotions. It invalidates your experiences and says that something else is more important. Let me tell you, every time you use the word but to invalidate and minimize and deny the suffering and the harm you have endured, there is a little child within you whose wounds are just being reinforced by that. You're literally making things worse. When you use the word and, you are giving attention, validation, care, self-compassion by saying, okay, what happened to you that was evil, that was wrong, it should not have happened, Uh, what was hard, what you lost, that is just as important as the good things in your life, as the blessings you can be grateful for. You bring healing, you bring integration. So I invite you to, to use this both and. So when a client tells me, I had a good childhood, I had good parents, uh, they did the best they could, uh, I really respect them and honor them, there's a side of the story that's not being told. And to get there, you need the word and. And, not but, not 
this person harmed me, but I forgave her. No, this person hurt me and I'm in the process of forgiving her. Not I was bullied in the third grade, but then it stopped in fourth grade. No, I was bullied in the third grade and then it stopped. Not I was rejected by girls throughout childhood, but eventually I got married. No, I was rejected by girls throughout childhood and I got married. I'm telling you some of my story here. This is what it looks like for me. I wonder what it is for you. I wonder what is the and that you need to embrace of these two things, darkness and light, hurt and health. I mean, yes, we are complex creatures. There is an ambiguity in our stories. What we usually think of as the villain, you know, porn is the problem. Porn is the enemy. Well, there's goodness within it. And you need to name that if you're really going to leave it behind. And also, uh, the people you love the most, your parents, if that's who you love the most, your girlfriends from the past, your best friends. Listen, it's going to be tempting for you to paint a very nice picture of how wonderful they are. You need to acknowledge and there's a dark side to them. The most wonderful people in your life have a shadow side and the most horrible people in your life also have part of the image of God in them. And all of our stories include these incongruities that we need to reconcile. And the key, my friend, is a simple word, and. So as you do the good work of processing your past, I want you to know that although all of the difficult parts of your life and all of your flaws and and all of your weaknesses are true. This is also true. You are God's beloved son, and in you, he is well-pleased. If you want to do some of this work of processing your past with me individually, the Husband Material Coaching Program is open. We have four spots left right now, and you can apply for a free coaching session at drewboa.com.